we sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. In addition this week to the American Society of Interior Designers. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help kill, help you kill your early Sunday evening with some booze and interior design conversation. Tonight, we are talking about international styles. My guest is Roseanne Levy, ASID Allied Designer and Principal at Taylor Decor and Bits. We'll be discussing Japanese interiors or Japanese-themed or influenced interiors, a new line of fabrics that Roseanne has introduced following a visit to Israel, some more traditional and transitional styles, a great deal more as well. Roseanne, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. And I, I put poor Roseanne on the spot. We usually do a little bit of prep work before our shows, and I kept her hanging until like literally hours ago. So she's being a good sport, and, uh, and uh, I'm sure it's going to go great. Sometimes the, best, <laughs> sometimes the best interviews or projects come with um, that, that impromptu energy. Absolutely. Some of the best things come out. So Perhaps it's I'm happy to hear, hear, a coincidence here. that the wine we're drinking today is called Adaptation. Oh, there you go. Ooh, well <laughs> played. <laughs> well played. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a chronic procrastinator in many cases, sometimes by choice, sometimes by necessity. But, you know, work well under pressure. That's, that's the key. Raise that the is. stakes and then and we'll I, shine. And I think um, when I became a mother, that really taught me t- flexibility. You're absolutely right. And thinking on your feet mm-hmm. and realizing that it's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's, it's true. You, you mm-hmm. learn to adapt. You adapt. Plans yeah. do not – children have no respect for your plans. It is <laughs> – infants, they just they, – they ignore the minutes from the meeting. They ignore the outlines I used to give them. It's terrible. We had a wedding at the, uh, the hotel this weekend and a gentleman quick – Gets into the in the elevator with me, and he's like, "I just wanted to be someplace my kids weren't." So <laughs> I, I understand that sentiment, even though I don't have children. You know, my children might listen to this, so be uh, kind. Or, 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 on the elevator without them, maybe fine. Mommy's in the elevator again. Uh, she's working. <laughs> Those melodious tones were brought to us, of course, by our Master of Spirits, mm-hmm. representing today Mercy, Mill Valley, Kitchen, Benedicts, and Wyzetta, and Rochester. Rochester, right? Yep. Excellent. Dan Newkirk is with us. Dan, how are you? Uh, things are going just well. Not going with swimmingly? No, not today. Today they're not, but well works. Well works. Excellent. All right. Now, while Dan is here and usually mixing up some astonishing cocktails. Roseanne, you are not a hard liquor gal, correct? That is correct, yes. No shame mm-hmm. in that? No, I'm not. In, I, no shame here. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> I do enjoy red wine, though. Shame yeah. is only for people with dignity, and I am therefore immune. Um, but yes, but you do like red wine. So, Dan, yeah. you have, uh, have scoured the uh, wine cellar at Mill Valley Kitchen, and you came up with what? Well, I also had the help of uh, Tommy Byers, our wine guy that we had on a few weeks ago. Top-notch guy. Shout out to Tommy. So we, uh, he brought in a bottle of Adaptation. It's, a, uh, it's from Napa Valley. It's, it's 85% Cab, 15% Merlot. Mm. It's a beautiful wine, complexity, pomegranate, raspberry, currant. It's got a lot going on, and then there's a little bit of pepper on the backside. Uh, we, of course, we had to do a little R&D with the bottle last night, and uh, I came dedicated. fully prepared. Uh, three, three wine vineyards, uh, the most notable being... Um, 
Stag's Leap uh, is where they source their grapes from. So it's it's a blend of just beautiful, well-grown grapes out of California. I cheated. I just took a, a little sip without thinking about it because there's wine in front of me. There, <laughs> the blood sip. of Christ. This is it's the blood of Christ. It, this is a really delicious wine. Yeah, no, Tommy did a great job with uh, suggesting this one. Do you happen to know how much that sells for retail? Uh, we retail it for ninety five dollars at Movella Kitchen, mm. and we uh, it actually scored ninety five on Wine Spectator. That's so f- that's fabulous! Wow, oh. yeah, nice man. Yeah, you, you you told me like a oh, nice bottle of Pinot Noir. No, we're gonna do it big because this is drinking the style. <laughs> so we wow. went with the cab. No, this is absolutely delicious. So adaptation, and this is Napa Valley. The year is two thousand and sixteen. It's on the regular Mill Valley menu, right? Yep. Go in and try it. This is really good stuff. Are you? Uh, why don't you give it a quick sip, Roseanne, and mm. give us your initial impressions? Of course, we're going to make sure we don't have any lip and mouth noises because Brett filters that out. However, I just did sniffle. And that's probably terrible too. <laughs> Roseanne, what do you think? Yes, very nice. It has a nice body and flavor in it. It's very smooth. Yeah, I, I love the tannins on a big, big red, just because like. It Puck, puckers you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, nice. that was purposeful, though. That was I know uh, you did. a descriptor. We're gonna. Can we bleep those out on the? <laughs> the beep, 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 beep. Yeah, right. All right, we're gonna do that. No, this is great. It's got great body. It's got great nose. People love talking about wine nose. Um, so, dang, Tommy, nice work. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. All right, so before we uh, we dive into a discussion of interior design, Roseanne, yes, you are an artist, correct? I am an artist. Tell me a little bit about your art. I am an artist first and foremost. Um, design came second. Mm-hmm. Um, I love classical art. I've studied off and on part-time at the Atelier Lac, downtown Minneapolis. Do you know that school? On Hennepin? Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. on Hennepin. Mm-hmm. And so I really love capturing the likeness of people, you know, through charcoal and, mm-hmm. and learning the drawing skills. So I'm going back this fall to take a part-time class once a week just to get me back into it. I had to take a bit of a break when my kiddos were small, mm-hmm. you know, with the oil paints and all of that. I just didn't want that around. Which makes sense. Makes sense. They yes. would make a hell of a mess, quite well, potentially. I'm okay if they get if they get messy. I really am. We have a porch. Okay. And they, you know, my son has his bench to work at it. My daughter has hers and I have mine. Okay, so everyone we has their workspace. We all be messy together. Yeah, which is but fun. But it was um, the oils can be a little toxic. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. And I they do tend you know, to eat and everything. They eat things, and I just didn't want the kids putting anything in. Good thinking. Their mouth when they were so little. So I took a bit of a break, and now I'm getting back into it. So atelier. Um, yes. Focuses on realism in That's art correct. creation, correct? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned charcoal is the basis of their program. Charcoal or oils, or just Oil. it's all classical. It's all classical. Style. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. and then you start in charcoal, and then you proceed black and white oil, mm-hmm. and then you bring color into the painting. And no, develop it yes. and grow it from that point. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. We have a lot of artists on the show because I don't know if you know, but uh, Habitation has what we call our micro gallery. Where oh, we I have, didn't know that. It's, it's so cool. We have one uh, nas- uh, locally based but nationally known artist featured about every three, four months. We switch over the artists. We've had Richard Mershon is currently, if you know okay. Richard, John Gerber, um, you know, a few other, you know, really nice names in the area. And I always always ask this question. So 
John tends to have a lot of of uh, cubist work. Sure. Uh, Richard tends to be a little more um, uh, a little more conceptual. In order to be an artist, do you think you have to have mastered the basics, the Rembrandt fundamentals, before you can grow from that, or can you immediately jump in in some kind of abstract? They say you have to, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's so. How, how do you know, really? Right? It's how a do tough you know? Call. It's a tough call because the, only the artist knows, does right? I think so. But I think we like need to within, take a, a quick oh. break. But as soon as we come back, we're going to pick this one up again because I like the question. Stick around. I was once out strolling one. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Lewis Park. When I was a young man and never been kissed I got to thinking about what I had missed I found a girl, I kissed her in the Jackson Brown covering the classic Kisses Sweeter Than Wine. We're going with a wine theme collection of music today. Some more, some less. I just discovered that one online and I thought that was such a cool track. Jackson yes. Jackson Brown fan? No, but I love music, so I can always learn. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. We're a one-hour conversation about art and architecture, design, anything aesthetic. We're partnered up with the American Society of Interior Designers this week, and uh, we're talking with Miss Roseanne Levy uh, from... Not Levi's, but Levy. not Levi's, but no, Levy. Not Levi's <laughs> Levy. Thank you. Roseanne Levy from Tailored Decor and Bits. Welcome back, Roseanne. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Tell us about Tailored Decor and Bits. Well, a couple of years ago, I rebranded my business. And prior to that, I was Roseanne Levy, Inc. Okay. And prior to that, I was Foreign Inc. and Lily Designs. I've been doing this, you know, for a long time. And I wanted to rebrand 
my interior design business to reflect the direction I want to go now. Mm-hmm. And I really want to focus on tailored decor. Mm-hmm. And I have boutique items that I make and sell. I make cushions, totes, cloche hats, tea towels, dish towels, and I do a holiday party once a year. Hmm. Um, I look for the invitation. And <laughs> in my home, I love opening up my home. And I and those are the bits. Mm-hmm. So the tailored ah. decor with some bits because I'm just not one dimensional. Mm-hmm. I get I feel stagnant if I'm just staying, you know, in one area of design. I need to be diversified. You're, you're a creative. I'm creative a creative. Yes. Outlets. Yes. And so um, and I really want – I have a great contractor I work with and I'm – Feel free to give a shout out. Um, it's Tom Carey. Okay. And I know that when I put a project in his hands, I don't need to do the project management mm-hmm. because I've done that for many years. And now that I have children, um, I just don't want to – be working those kinds you, of You have your own project to manage. I have my own managing, <laughs> yes. That's right. And, but it's not your area. It's not it's your not focus. It's not my area of expertise. And I say, mm-hmm. hey, let the people that are really great at it do it. Mm-hmm. And I'll help design the space. And if the client needs me to come in mm-hmm. to help with you know, the design mm-hmm. of it, I'm so happy to do that. But So I've sort of – I've gotten away from the project management and I just want to work on the interiors, the window treatments, the furnishings, the soft goods. I love it. The, the free-floating pieces, not the, the built-in. It's always yes. one of the problems at Habitation. We often kind of dance around that because you do, especially when you have a client who really likes the designer, who feels mm-hmm. a great deal of confidence in the designer and and – they want you to handle the entire project. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes there's crossover between the two. You know? Right. Whether it's a built-in bench or, you know, or again, depending on if you're doing a major remodel, window placement, things like that, they want to have the designer involved and yet it's not our area. Mm-hmm. So it becomes more of a consultative type of thing if you're lucky. Right. But if you're really lucky, it's just something you hand to someone who does enjoy project management of that kind, right? Yes, because I have friends who are designers that do not like window treatments mm-hmm. and furniture. They just want to work with the plan. And so mm-hmm. I just say have the work go to the people that love to do it. That's the secret, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. You mm-hmm. want a great you want a project, you don't force people to do what they do not want to do. And you don't let people who don't know what they're doing do things that they shouldn't be doing. Right. Flag that, uh, Brett, as a highlights comment. That sounded really deep, even though it didn't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) Out of context, though, it's very profound. (laughs) But uh, that's awesome. So you mentioned so the bits part, um, talking about some of the aspects. We could talk. You have a line of textiles, correct? I'm working on it. I my tea towels are. My motifs that I've designed, they're original. Mm -hmm. And I've done big, you know, like four by six linen pieces where I've embroidered my original designs. And I've done, you know, shows with that in the past. Mm -hmm. And I've vacillated about how to produce things because um, it's it's tricky, Mm -hmm. you know. It's Mm -hmm. tricky. And... At one time, I had a handbag line, and I hired Hmong women that I, you know, did my beadwork. Here in Minnesota? In Minnesota, a little neighborhood, and 
Um, and then now I find out that there's a place over in St. Paul that actually has a, um, a facility where, where people can make your product and they get health insurance and they really they get fair wages and it's just changed so much the really oh that's the, interesting i don't know um, anything about that landscape of that all has changed a lot and so um yeah so i i'm trying to work on this textile line or i have my designs that i've gathered when i was in israel um when i first graduated from design i worked as a textile designer in connecticut and okay. that's how i became okay aware of the process Okay. But back then it was, you know, my boss came back from France and had these little rubbings and we had to put them in um, the repeats on the board on vellum and then you, mm-hmm. you send it away and you have strike-offs and, and it's so different now because everything's computerized. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean you can do something on spoonflower.com, you know, and have your own fabrics designed that way. Mm-hmm. I mean but it does lead to a lot of creativity that does. people can, can express themselves. Yes. But it also leads to – People being able to produce things that probably should not necessarily have been produced or are, would have gone through a quality control or a design phase. Yeah, and I want to keep my my product um, feeling authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't – I don't like that feeling of mass produced. I like that mm. handmade quality. I agree completely. And so I'm not in a rush. I just have to figure out um, – like a tea towel, a dish towel is a good way to start and then – I'm just going to practice on my own home with the window treatments and have my fabrics printed and, you know, dress my windows. And and if it and works, and you probably have higher standards than anyone else possibly well, could for what you're doing. So if it works I, for you. I Yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. fussy. <laughs> I kind of suspect you might be. I kind of suspect you might be. So you said – so you got inspiration, by the way, on some of these textiles from a trip to Israel. Yes. So was this inspired by colors and patterns that you saw there, by the landscape – it's symbolism, Just, I think, uh, a lot of it, because there isn't, you know, it's the little tiny mosaics that you find at the Sea of Galilee in a mm-hmm. antiquity, or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I, I think I have a total of like fifteen designs, and then within those designs, I make some bigger, some larger, some, you know. Ha- um, like brick pattern repeats. I mean, just mm-hmm. different ways of repeating it. Mm-hmm. And so I want it to feel authentic to that I, it, design scheme, you know, and also the antiquity where it came from. Which is which is something we'll be talking about in the next segment too because you and I share a love of classics. Oh, And I think yes. that's going to be a fun area to explore. So mm-hmm. let's take another quick break. Brett, what are we playing on music on the way out on this one? I can't remember. It is Blake Shelton. Oh, Sangria. Kind of like that one. Stick with us, folks. We are enjoying a great glass of wine, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design. I have a philosophy. Furniture should be beautiful, but if it's not comfortable, it's not much use to anyone. That's why at Habitation, we work hard to make sure that the furniture we sell is stylish and functional. Unique and useful. What more can you ask for? Habitation Furnishing and Design 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? 
I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. There's a girl in this harbor town. She works laying whiskey down. But what's her name, Dan? Do you know her name? I got nothing. Brandy. Brandy, a type of wine. Oh, I bent the it. rules because I it. love that song. Very nice, very nice. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's nice to make the rules. There's some style points. There's some style points on that one. <laughs> Welcome back to Drinking the Style. We air at 5 p.m. on Sundays right here in uh, Minneapolis on AM 950. But if you are a podcast fan or like to stream online, you can find us either at am950radio.com or drinkinthestyle.com and uh, enjoy us at any time, no matter where you go. Uh, we are speaking with Roseanne Levy from uh, from <laughs> Decor and Bits Design. Thank you very much. Um, we've been talking a lot about uh, kind of some of the the textiles that you've created from a recent trip overseas. We've been talking a little off air about the difference in designers' kind of areas of expertise. You have a love, as do I, of kind of classical architecture, classical design. Correct. Correct. What attracts you to that aspect. And I should say, you know, again, since we in the design world tend to use a lot of phrases that we just take for granted, we're talking about more Greco-Roman style and, uh, you know, uh, that type of a thing. So what what appeals to you there? I like the soulfulness of it. Hmm. It, it's interesting. The soulfulness – now, all right, question. When you think of classical design – are you thinking in terms of what we see today, the white marble, the kind of monochromatic, or as a lot of people don't realize, in ancient Rome, in ancient Greece, all that stuff was painted. They were bright, vibrant colors. There were purples and reds. How do you as a designer envision it? I just – it's the feeling mm-hmm. when you walk into a space mm-hmm. that's old mm-hmm. and it's a little decrepit and it's it's been there. It's it has been there. It's got yeah. If the walls could talk, wow. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would love to hear what they had to say. I I've always been an old soul, even as a kid, and you know, um, I'm just drawn to those deeper mm-hmm. venues, and I love to see like how Parisian interiors they'll do the the old buildings with the modern pieces, the really cool, which is awesome, well-made, mm-hmm. like you know, when gorgeous the, modern the, pieces. The, the, the pyramid and yes, the I love that dichotomy. That dichotomy because you're bringing the old with the new. Yes, yes, that, that I think is my favorite. It's I, I agree. You know, because you don't want to simply replicate. Right. It's not about replication. Mm-hmm. It's about appreciation, adaptation mm-hmm. as well. Uh, again, ding, 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 buzzword. Thank you very much. <laughs> Our sponsor this week is Adaptation Wines. No. Yes. Um, 
But but it's true. And I mean, you know, to a certain extent, we say, you know, if the Wallace could talk, which, by the way, Dan, I'm mm-hmm. sure you agree, we are probably both very happy that Wallace can't talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> just Do you general, really want to know what science. they have to say? Oh, no. yeah. Shut up, Wallace. What was the word? No, no. But there is like an energy. I mean, it's yes. the funniest thing that whenever you start talking about energy, you kind of get painted as kind of like, you know, kind of a hippy-dippy type of a person. I love but, that term, hippy-dippy. hippy-dippy. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> but look, Einstein proved on paper everything is energy. All oh, matter yes. is energy. Walls have an energy mm-hmm. and that energy trans, you know, stays there and absorbs and then kicks back uh, its own form of, of, of energy. And I think there's nothing wrong with understanding and appreciating that. You know how- – Sometimes you can draw a plan on a piece of paper and you get in the space and it doesn't work mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because of how it feels. Right. It's absolutely true. Well, I mean to a certain extent that was – I mean feng shui, which mm-hmm. you know, used to be the, the thing and mm-hmm. you know, we don't hear much about it these days. But mm-hmm. it's still out there. Mm-hmm. But that was actually that kind of an effort of figuring out how to arrange things in terms of having the energy coordinated so it's not a matter of just this should work. But these are the rules that will make – your design work. Right. Do you agree? You can disagree if you'd like. No, I, I, you know, everyone has their own idea of what they need in their home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if that works for that person, mm-hmm. um, but there I, are things I can't, that can't work. Yeah. They're, like I, I can't just go with one, one way because we're, I'm, I appreciate so many different things, and mm-hmm. so I have to always stay open to to what um, to design. I'm just very open, but in my own home, I do believe in energy, and I don't bring anything in unless mm-hmm. if it does feel good or it represents mm-hmm. my family and our needs. Mm-hmm. Like I was. I'm not a disposable person. Mm, if I'm going to buy a cheapo thing, I'm going to go to a thrift store mm-hmm. or I'm going to go to an estate sale. As more and more people are. Which yeah, is, I, and I've been like that for years, like when I first started design. Mm-hmm. you know, That's why even with my clients, I'm fine if they bring in things to me and say, hey, I want to use this. Mm-hmm. I say, yes, because that's your personal style. Let's blend it in. Let's, it's a piece of them. It's a piece of them. I don't want that house feeling like me. Or looking like me, or, no. or I didn't do my job. Or you know, we have. Like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little bit of shade here. We have a lot of clients that I know. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of making an enemy. So we have a lot of clients who have come to us, and it's specific. It's strange. Oftentimes, they have just finished doing their house from restoration hardware. Sure. It always seems to come back to restoration hardware for for this particular group. And they always tell the same basic story, which is they thought it was going to be perfect. Everything looked perfect. They got it all into their space and it's just not right. They just don't feel comfortable there. And the reason for that is because it lacks a soul. Yeah, You've bought a catalog and tried to insert yourself into their vision of what your life should be as opposed to working with a designer who's going to understand what your life is and what you want yours to be and then create a space around it. And you can't force it. You can't. Like right now um, in regards to Japanese style, I'm working with a client and I'm doing a a family room that's – um, she wants it to feel like a Japanese tea room. She's Japanese and her husband's Chinese. Okay. And she has spent a lot of time in Japan, so she knows what she wants. Okay. And we, she brought no in. No pressure some, here, by the way. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, the first thing I did is I went to the library and I just got as many books as I could on Japanese design. And 
Mm-hmm. I fell in love with it in the process. The simplicity is gorgeous, oh, isn't it? it's so beautiful. And how they bring nature in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just well, so, what, so tell us what you've learned. What 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 are the keys um, that you discovered in designing a Japanese influenced living room? Well, they use a lot of natural. Like, is it? I, I think it's the reed and the tatami mat. You okay. know, um, as a grounding feature. You yeah, mean? and and just um, the the wood, just natural wood. Mm-hmm. You know, the teak mm-hmm. and. The soji doors with the rice paper, and it's very all textures you're talking about. Meditative, or and then they always have these windows where you and these wonderful gardens. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and kind gosh. of a, just a subbar for that. I mean, uh, Japanese culture they they do spirits so well. Uh, they do sakes so well. Oh like, yeah, they, they're they're so precise, uh, and everything is so important. And the water source and where it's coming from, the community and who makes yeah, it. They're so e- intentional. Even the polish, everything. That's, yeah, they're everything. so intentional. Yeah, so I, I can see where you're, uh, it, it's relative because culturally, I deal with a lot of things that come from Japan, and I'm always blown away by its quality. We did a uh, we did a cocktail with a Japanese gin a while back, didn't we? Uh, Roku, yeah. Roku, yes, yep. Yep. that was good stuff. And it's perfect. It's six botanicals, and seasonally, uh, the botanical forward changes due to what's in season. Mm-hmm. It's so sexy. You should get a bottle and give it to your client when you're done with the oh, project. Oh, yes. Because it's really – I think they'd appreciate it. It's yeah. a great blending of a Western spirit but created using kind Just of a perfect, Japanese perfect. intention. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to get that name when I leave here. And if you swing by Habitation, I have a full bar, and I believe I still have some left in the, uh, <laughs> in the bar that I could pour for you. But uh, so, so you're keying in. So you're keying in on the textures and the weights of of, of design. What about the aesthetics? What about the colors that you were using? It's very monochromatic. Mm-hmm. You know, the colors of nature, mm-hmm. right? Do they, they, but they don't do much with greens. I no, mean, but they bring in nature itself to provide no. that color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the wind, when the window, you know, when the screens are open, you have this light coming in with the trees. And the other aspect about Japanese design that that I've observed, I think it's fairly conventional wisdom, I suppose, but is and this ties back to your love of classics as well, because this is something that's shared, you know, literally across all mm-hmm. of Eurasia from from ancient Greece to Japan, and that is the concept of balance. Oh, yeah. Constantly creating balance. Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge because to a lot of people, balance is confused with symmetry. Oh. And they aren't the same. No. Do you agree? I agree. I mean, you can achieve balance by pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, texture mm-hmm. is another one. Um, the elements, you know, the wood and the water and fire and steel, that's another way of balancing the room. Mm-hmm. Um, Do I sound like a rook when I say feng shui? Feng shui. <laughs> yes. feng shui yes. 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 There was a lot to be said mm-hmm. that was accurate about feng shui. Yeah. I mean, if you take, I mean, like placement of your bed, right? Mm-hmm. And you go and you actively try to arrange something in an anti-feng shui system. I did this as an experiment once with one of my daughter's bedrooms mm-hmm. just to see what happened. It creates discomfort. It does. If your feet are facing the wrong way, if you are, you know, facing towards a window, you know, as opposed to a window grounding in behind you as it stood, you will not sleep as well, I guarantee it. There's some elements that I I practice like basement bedrooms are really, you know, going down is really a 
Such a bad idea. Bad idea. No, no. There's or plenty of time to sleep on the back to the door in your office. Mm-hmm. You always, you know, be looking out. So there are elements of that that mm-hmm. I do use. Of course, that's also an I'm Italian t- thing. No Italian likes to sit with his back to the door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which once again goes back to classical history. <laughs> but I want to say one more thing about Japanese design that yeah. I love, and I think this is why I'm so drawn to it right now, is it's quiet. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. I mean, and not just orally, as in A-U-R, yes. as in silence, but it's visually eye, quiet. Yeah, yes. it's very quiet. Which is calming, which is something that we desperately need these days mm-hmm. when we're constantly being inundated. Yes. Hey, you may be onto something. Have you been seeing a, a, an aggressive movement towards Japanese-influenced styles? No, but it seems like so many people <laughs> that, like our neighbor just went to Japan. My son is studying Japan in school, and he just... We have a trip scheduled for Italy and France in April, but I think the next big trip is going to be Japan because I I have two clients now that spend a lot of time in Japan. I, Japan is calling me. I, I just feel it. You should and, go. Then. You know, and the sushi is, yeah. I'm sure, amazing. I'll, I'll work on that side. I'm, I'm going to get Dean Santori to pay for me to go to Japan. Are you going to have More power to you. Oh, yeah. My wife just got back from Japan a few months ago. She wow. went for a business trip. Okay. And she told me there's no way on earth I can go to Japan because I actually am allergic to pretty much all seafood. Oh, no. Yeah. So I would basically be eating rice. Yeah, rice. <laughs> Unless a mouse of rice. I'd come back 30, 35 pounds heavier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've achieved Buddhism. All right. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the ASID concept of design impacts lives, and we're going to explore a little bit more with Roseanne Levy. Stick with us. Just remember Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Fruit of the Vine, 
used to blast that. We used to rent this cottage uh, back in my college fraternity days. I remember we used to blast that on the beach. It was cool. I'm You'd, sure it worked like moth to a flame, right? <laughs> <laughs> did something. I don't know. I was drunk all the time. <laughs> Welcome back to Drink in the Style. We've been speaking with Roseanne Levy from Taylor Decor and Bits. Roseanne, before we forget... I always do this at the top of the segment. How can people learn more about you and see some of your work? They can go to my website at okay. tailoreddecorandbits.com. Okay. Um, and is tailored past tense? Tailored is past tense, Great. yes. T-A-I-L-O-R-E-D-D-E-C-O-R-A-N-D-B-I-T-S.com. <laughs> you, you had to look. It's a long one. You yes. had to look at tailored, didn't you? I know. Didn't you? I know. <laughs> yeah, yes, you caught me there. Um, yes, that's probably the best way. I have testimonials there on my website. Um, and you also, you have some of the products, some of the bits that yes, you sell as well. I so do. you can see some of these yes. beautiful pillows that you mm-hmm. do and some of the other textiles. Some of my teeth towels and yes, for sure. What about mm-hmm. your art? Do you ever consider putting any of your art up? I, <laughs> this is, this might sound strange to you, but like, I don't keep my art. Like when I like I, if I don't sell something, I found that I just give it away. Really? Yeah, because I. Well, I mean, you I, know. I make it to move it. Okay, I mean, it's not your. It's not and your vocation. I think, um, and I think that now that I'm going back to the atelier, I want to really hone my um, portrait skills because I'd mm-hmm. love to paint my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at that phase where I want to really do that well. Um, and that's and that's that's tough. I mean, that's yeah. That's when we had uh, we mentioned Richard Mershon, uh, uh-huh. uh, artist on before. He does a lot of portraiture uh, mm-hmm. as well. And I asked him if you remember this one, Dan. I said, when you're looking at someone, are you always envisioning how you would paint them? <laughs> said, Is it? and he looks at me and he's from Venezuela. And he goes. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. Sweet, Richard. Yes, I, you I can see it a, in your eyes. You look at a face and you think, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're just, you know, you study. But I think to paint someone well, and I'm sure your friends would tell you that too, you need to spend time with them. Because, again, so? it's their, their soul really? that you have to capture mm-hmm. on that canvas. I suppose that's true if you're looking deeper mm-hmm. in. But, you know, you will have occasionally someone who just asks you to do a portrait and you just got to kind of – Lop it on the play on the page, but uh, the better the art, I would think, it, it, it the art would get better as you become more familiar with your subject. Yes, right? for sure. Awesome. So, hence, I know my children very well. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this, the little one has horns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, they're great kids. They've actually. Um, Having children was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. <laughs> no, I can honestly say that, yes. I have two of them, and uh, do you mind if I ask how old they are? <laughs> Mine are seven and nine. Seven and nine. Yes. Oh, and of fun. course, marrying my husband. Like, you know. <laughs> <As> an afterthought. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the last risk. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, no, seven and nine is, is, is sweet. They're, they're aware. Yeah. They have a little bit of understanding about the world around them, but they are still filled with like wonder. Curious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm, without a doubt. For sure. Um, Newkirk, we should, before we move on to talking about ASID, I should give you a chance to pitch some Mercy and Benedict stuff. What do you got going on? Well, we already did the, uh, what was going to say? I was going to ask about the boob luge. 
Uh, yeah, no, so that's going to be uh, October 2nd okay. uh, for the uh, Breast Cancer Awareness. The whole month we're doing a campaign called uh, Minnesotans Wear, Minnesotans Wear Pink. Mm-hmm. And although I'm not Minnesotan, I'm going to be Minnesotan in pink all month. Uh, I will He's have Wisconsin. Yeah. From I, where? Wisconsin. Oh, sure. I, I will have something pink every day of the month, um, every day uh, during the month of October. Mm-hmm. October second in the library lounge, uh, starting at six p.m. We'll be doing uh, a boobluge. It's going to be a giant uh, portrait, uh, ice sculpture of a woman's torso, and it goes in through the arm, uh, through ice uh, luge, and comes out of one of the breasts. And every every all the product donated, one hundred percent of our proceeds are going to go uh, to the foundation. Um, oh, there, wow. there, there's a foundation in the Twin Cities that I won't mention, Susan B. Coleman. Uh, she only donates ten percent, uh, and they trademarked the, the the ribbon and everything. It's it's horse crap. And they sue everybody who uses dot 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 for the cure. Yeah. They so anyway, more on on. So we're, we're doing things. real things. We're, we're not you know paying ourselves way too much money. Good for you. Yeah. Good so, for you. Oh, It'll yeah, be great. That's great. And that is when again? October 2nd. October 2nd. At, at Mercy okay. Bar Dining Room, 901 Hennepin Avenue. All right. So we still got a little bit of lead up to it, but yep. it's only a couple of weeks away. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Let's talk about Design Impacts Lives. Yes. All right. Design Impacts Lives out there, folks, is AS, uh, the American Society of Interior Designers, guiding principle and I think honest realization associated with what it means to create a healthful space. So from your perspective, Roseanne, how do you work within that context? How do you affect that outcome? I think it's about a number of things. Um, teaching the consumer how to buy responsibly, I think, is a huge one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we're all impacted by you know taking care of our environment. Absolutely. And a disposable society is not going to help that matter. No. And it's – again, you know, it also goes back to there's an energy. We talked about energy yes. overall. Mm-hmm. I mean I hate plastic. I cannot stand mm-hmm. plastic in general. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but you will almost never see me with much of anything that's plastic. I even like plastic pens because it's just – it's just – it's wasteful and it's mm-hmm. inauthentic. Yes, that's right. So that is a big part, um, you know, teaching the consumer how to buy responsibly um, – Another area is just how important good design is. It doesn't have to be expensive. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes people think that good design is always expensive, and I don't think that's the case. I think no. people correlate that just in life in general. Like, yes. oh, it costs money. It must be better. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Because I, I believe everyone should surround themselves with good design. It doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, think of the little monasteries, right? Little tiny places with... Mm-hmm. They had just what they needed, or in mm-hmm. Japan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not big spaces, but they have what they need, you know? It's a great point. And you're right. I mean, design itself leads to sustainability. I yes. mean, part of the reason that people cycle through so much crap is because they aren't aware of how to use the things that they've been buying. They buy the wrong things, mm-hmm. and then they just try to fill that void with more things yes. as opposed to a well-selected item, whether it is a sofa, or an entire living room, or a watch, or anything else. If you select the right thing, it will bring you more happiness, Yes, and you will be less likely to then throw it away. KonMari. KonMari. Tell me what KonMari is. <laughs> 
You stumped Greg. This is great. Keep talking. Yeah, tell no, me. You know Conmar. I don't. Oh, no. I don't. You oh, stumped no. I me. I should have Spark Joy. I should have brought my book. <gasps> is that what it is? Conmar, <laughs> yeah. Spark Joy? Oh, yeah. that's all right. See? Marie right. Kondo. I think she has a Netflix series on now. Okay. I mean, I know everybody's I, all about Sparking Joy, but yeah, I didn't know it was Conmar. I, I do love her philosophy because it is about just having only what you need in your home. Simplification is is key. It's one of the mm-hmm. things I struggle with with clothes. I'm a little bit of a clothes horse. I admit <laughs> this is true. I have a full closet. My side of the closet is slightly heavier than my wife's side. I admit this is true. But it also leads to too many decisions that need to be made. Sure. And 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 I'm always considering simplifying. Mm-hmm. And the answer, of course, is always the thing that always offers jumps up to you is black. Just yes. you're always so tempted to just buy everything in black. It's you know. timeless. I know, right? And it you goes always from morning look good. to night. Yes, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's true. But it's and also you're a New Yorker, way right? Out. So I think the black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got the beard. I mean, you know, listeners, this is radio, yes, but I yes. do bear an uh, uncomfortable resemblance to Satan. Um, <laughs> so black or red both work really well on me. <laughs> but, but I think that is true. I think design leads to sustainability, and that's something we haven't explored on the show. So I think we just hit something out of the park on this. Yeah, and I think that that got kind of lost, you know, um, in the last, you know, I don't know. I was raised very conservative. You know, you have you, – you buy once and you cry once. You have mm-hmm. your, your good quality pieces and mm-hmm. recycling was just part of what you did mm-hmm. yeah. um, to be – to yeah. take care of the earth, you know, to be responsible. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a movement. It was a lifestyle. Yeah. I, um, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And so well, – Let me ask yeah. you this then also. Well, actually, you know, so sticking with the, with the clothes thing. See, this mm-hmm. is kind of fascinating to me because clothes drive me crazy. Because do you know that the stuff that we buy in America is almost inherently of inferior quality to the stuff that you can buy in Europe even if it's the same brand? Oh, yes, because the buyer is more selective. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I once bought like a bunch of Lacoste shirts when we were in France and it was amazing polo shirts. Mm -hmm. And they lasted for literally like three, four years, which is forever for a polo shirt. They didn't last so long. Finally, one blew off the back of my boat. One got ripped. They finally (laughs) died. I went to, to, to Macy's and I bought a bunch more of the Lacoste shirts. And this is back before they became really, really popular. And they lasted one season. Uh, and I took a look and I discovered the ones I bought here, even though they were the same price, were made in Peru. The ones there were made in France. Mm. And it's planned obsolescence, I guess. In oh. America, they know we consume endlessly and they will feed that. We have to fix it. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, that was my little mm-hmm. Lacoste tirade. And to this day, I refuse to buy anything from Lacoste now. <laughs> oh, unless if you go to France. <laughs> unless I go to France. <laughs> And that's not so terrible, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. There it is, my friends. Uh, We have drunk our way through yet another episode. On behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design and Roseanne Levy uh, from Tailored Decor and Bits, from the American Society of Interior Designers, a lot of people were thanking. Dan Newkirk from Mercy would like to express his appreciation for being here, right? Thank you. Wasn't that my happy voice? Yep. Yeah, all right. (laughs) I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And for our closing quote, I have selected a Japanese proverb. When you are thirsty, it's too late to think about digging a well. (laughs) Good night, everybody. That's great. (laughs) 